podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. This is Slogging It. Tonight, it's the three of us to talk about yesterday's World Cup final. We were going to record last night, but Simon Simon's in-laws got in the way of that. So here we are, Monday evening, for a Tuesday release, if Eugene can uh, get his act together. Um, yeah, what are we going to talk about? Well, the final, we should probably talk about that. The World Cup as a whole, um, our World Cup 11s, and maybe a bit of Super Brew uh, to talk about who's taking food out of my baby son's mouth. So, lads... Let's get into it. Some arguments yesterday in the old slogging it. I don't know why we still have that side group, WhatsApp group, by the way, because it's now the only group. But anyway, a few contentious issues that most of you will be unsurprised to hear between myself and Simon. I think it was on Saturday, actually, wasn't it? It's not yesterday. How was it? I can't remember. I just remember arguing with you for most of the weekend. And then we've got to go and play golf together as a pair in a competition on Sunday. Yeah. No, it was just, it was obviously all stuff's come out about this pitch situation which i think to be fair if anyone the world cup final as a whole being played on was it a pitch i think I suppose technically yeah it was because it was marked out but i think i've seen better wickets on the field opposite for world cup finals it was crap but yeah i just don't get what the whole debacle is with this india apparently moving a pitch where 400 then plays 330 that no one seems to want to moan about the other used pitch for the other semi-final, um, where 212 nearly got defended. And Jono, what Jono thought is the best game in the history of one-day cricket got played on it. That's not what I said. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't see what everyone... Everyone's moved pitches. The Aussies moved pitches eight years ago for the semi-finals. Like, so what? And if anyone thinks that any host nation doesn't have influence over the groundsman, who's the person that has to tell the ICC regulator, that they're moving pitches, then they're more naive than my mother. So, Oh, crikey, that is an insult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just don't, I don't get, what it is, is it's been a shockingly shithouse World Cup. I think we'll all agree with that. And so people have got to towards the end of it and gone, oh my God, we can't actually write about anything because... There's not been. I think we did that. We had. To, we were trying to create what's been the best game of the tournament, and it was a very short list. And then, so people have just run out of things to talk about. So therefore, they must talk about. You've got some people where eighty percent of the cricket population in the world love Indian cricket, and the other twenty percent don't like the Indian Indian cricket and the way that India seem to want to try and run it. And so they're going to drum up this thing, this non-event that is a pitch change. Can I so, offer a different opinion? Go for it. Yes, please do. So, so when you look at the way that the pitches were created for, let's go, ninety-five percent of the World Cup, there were new pitches, huge runs being scored on it. You guys seem to think it was boring. I didn't. I thought it was actually quite entertaining watching somebody score three eighty-eight and New Zealand get close to India on three eighty-four, whatever that, whatever that was. Come the semi-finals, all of a sudden we see wickets that are doing something completely different. Maybe not the first semi-final. But the second semi-final, where the ball all of a sudden started ragging, and then the final, which looked like they were playing to your point on a goat track because of the way wasn't, you know, I mean, the wickets that were taken towards the end of the Indian innings were just 
I think, and I'm not having to go to India here or Australia, I'm going as a fan, as a neutral watching that final, I wanted to see a good wicket where cricket was played on like the majority of the World Cup was. Because then what you're going to find is you're going to find the best players come out and play to the best of their ability, like the Indians did for most of that tournament. So I think if the BCCI did get involved and did change the pitch, then they did it at the de- to the detriment of the Indian players. Because, hmm. I mean, I'm t- talking as a neutral person and a fan watching the game, I feel hard done. I, I feel shortchanged. Hmm. Okay. I think, and my, my slight distaste for the BCCI is, is probably well documented uh, throughout the three years of us doing this podcast. It's not, I, I agree with you, Huge. India should have backed themselves to win that tournament on fresh wickets. The only reason that they've changed the wicket for the semi final was because they thought it played into their hands, which it did. The only reason that they, I don't, I don't think it was a used wicket for the final. No, it's just I don't think. Yeah. Well, yeah, poor, poor wicket, but fair play to the Aussies, and I won't say that often, but they outplayed them yesterday. That's as simple as that. A very brave for Pat Cummins to, you know, and Pat Cummins, who's not really historically been known as as an amazing captain. He's, he's known as an amazing man manager and a manager of the people within his unit. But I thought, you know, yesterday he bowled 10 one-over spells in a row just so the Indian batters could not get comfortable, which I thought was inspired captaincy. My problem with the changing of the pitches from an Indian perspective is, look, the BCCI will meddle in everything. India, All of India and the BCCI thought it was India's tournament to lose and that India were going to repeat what England and Australia did in 2015 and 2019 by winning a Home World Cup. And almost felt, having put so much into it, whether that's playing the most amount of white ball 50 over games out of any country in the last four years or whatever, thought they had some kind of divine right to, to win that World Cup. You only had to look at Nahendra Modi. He basically threw the trophy at Pat Cummins and just turned around and showed him his arse and walked off. Like That just shows you everything that I think the BCC and, and India are about in terms of their approach to, to cricket at the moment. I think that... As I said to you the other day, Simon, it, it doesn't. I don't think it has to be um, three fifty minimum plays three forty in order for it to be a good close game. I, I genuinely think that I, I've not been more excited watching a game than that second semi final the other night. I thought it was. I thought it was an amazing game of cricket because you've still got to go out and either win it or defend it, and you both both sides play on the same wicket, right? Whether it's a, a cabbage patch or you know, a stretch of the A1. It it, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you you'd both equate that go to the really you'd equate that to the New Zealand versus India game, right? Where it was three eight eight versus it was tight. That that's maybe why it was it, close. Same as the, the, the South the, Africa Pakistan Pakistan game. Uh, any tight game is exciting, and that's what made it more entertaining. The whole the whole World Cup, as we widely agreed throughout the entire thing, has been shocking. It's been really hard to engage with. Funnily enough, I wanted to reference a bit. There's a bit an article on BBC written by, written by Stefan Schmilt, who is the uh, the chief cricket writer for the BCCI, which is quite interesting on BBC Sport. I don't know if you two have seen it, but he goes on about the you know the pressure free close match. You know, if the metric of a tight one day is victory by three wickets or less or thirty or less, 
this World Cup has only had six of those results. So there have been an unfathomable out of 45, was it four? No, it must have been 45, 48 games in total. Yeah, somewhere like, around there. To be def- defined as tight games, poor World Cup. Like, you know, there's been a huge amount of um, disparaging comments about the fact that it was 10, 10 sides, every side playing nine. You know, I know that's changing for the next World Cup if we actually ever get there because it's going back to 14 teams. Because actually, you know, you think about Dwayne Leverock's cap playing for Bermuda or Holland being in England, or I know Holland played, but, you know, Steve Ticolo, the old Kenyan, became a bit of a cult hero because Kenya were able to play in World Cups. You know, and those they might not win games, although we we know some of the better tier two nations have started to win games in um, at the top level. Like these other guys, actually bring colour and vibrancy, and you know, a, a, a brilliant part to to World Cups, and that's really important. It's really important that we get back to that so they can showcase themselves. And I think that's how we're going to continue to grow cricket as a as a global game. Yeah, I see what you're saying about that. And this is where you've just said the pitch doesn't matter, but then there's an issue with the Indian pitch, like the issue with them meddling with the pitch. And this is the thing, I think, for me, there's a little bit of a contradiction in people's arguments there when they're saying it doesn't matter about the pitch, both sides have to play on it, but there's this big drama about India changing the pitch. Whether they could have done it, whether it's more the way that they did it, I, I, but that again is where I think people are naive to think that that hasn't happened in previous World Cup. That happens, happened. People are coming out saying the toss was fixed and all this kind of stuff. That's got fuck all to do with the BCCI. That's everything to do with the opposition captain and the match referee going, no, we'll do that again. Now that, and, and for me, there's just, and I don't like the BCCI. I'm, I'm not their biggest fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think it smacks of, we're seeing it in a lot of sport at the minute where people, the standard of some of it isn't great. And so people are going, there's at the end of the day, we're, we're one of the groups of people. We're sitting there kind of doing a podcast about cricket. You've got 900 million people writing articles about it and everyone's got to think, they've got to come up with a story because God forbid they can have an original thought about how someone's played. No, I can't have an original thought about how someone's played and whether or not I agree or disagree with that. What I'm going to do have a pop at them because they're a big they're an easy target they're what everyone else wants to have a go at for me it's just it's lazy journalism it's trying to force this method of thinking that is just odd and it takes away from what was a very good game of cricket yes it wasn't the the 20 the the two wickets or whatever it was that that people constitutes a close game but for the last 40 overs what, what was it, the stat that you had huge the other day? How many games went 100 overs? Zero. Right. How, how, far, did that, how far did that New Zealand-India yeah. go? Right. Yeah. So you, people can stand there and go, right, it's about – all of a sudden we have a game where someone bats really well, high score, someone's in it, and yeah, they lost away a bit at the end. But all people want to talk about is the fact that there's this thing that's apparently happened with someone apparently leaking an email that's apparently that. I think the other thing for me, what is the Cricket World Cup? Now, the last four editions of the one, the 50 over, well, apparently 50 over tournament have all had different formats, different laws within those different formats, whether it would be power plays, whether it be two balls, one ball, five balls. I mean, 
fucking, I mean, what, we're just going to give, give every bloke a ball in his pocket next time just to make sure that it don't get old? Because when it started reversing at the end of this one, God forbid it was like, what, what are we going to say? Let, I know. Let's just line up 11 batters. We'll, we'll have bowling machines. We'll play it like eSports where you can sit there and program it on a game. Like, what, what is the actual mm. format of the cricket World Cup, our, our main event? This is our main, our sports main event. And what is it? No one can, no you're one can spot tell on you. There. No, you're spot on. But I will say this. There's been small amendments. If we look at the Rugby World Cup, the Football World Cup, there's been small amendments. Cricket has made big changes. So I'm totally on board with the evolution of the game getting better from a DRS point of view, from a... I, I, I disagree with this changing of the ball. I, I didn't like that when it happened because... We couldn't create a ball that lasted 50 overs and we started using two balls. I disagreed with that when it happened. I still disagree with it now. The one thing I just want to pull up on something that Jono said, that 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 article that, that was on the BBC, really interestingly, how else could we have created closer games of cricket than having the best teams all play against each other? This format gave the opportunity for the best results to go tight in every single game. If we were seeing those 14 nations like we're going to see in the next iteration of the World Cup, there are going to be some thumpings. There's going to be six sixes in a game like we've seen in a couple of others. We've seen huge scores, you know, biggest wins. It's just from my perspective, I don't know why, some nations just didn't turn up. You know, England being one of them, just as a, you know, a call. There were a few there were a few thumpings and unfortunately England were on the wrong side of the field. Yeah. It just wasn't associated to the minnows. Well, no, yeah, England, we're in effect almost a minnow in this tournament. I mean, there's something else I want to bring up. In the seven tournaments of this, of the 50-over World Cup since, I'll come on to the ball in a minute, um, since 1996, there have only been three winners, Australia, India, and England, and, New Ze- and only New Zealand and South Africa outside of that have made it to the semifinals. That's a pretty so poor start. But so do we do we think that they're constantly trying to tweak it so that changes to give the other guys a bit more of a chance or what? I mean, you know, because it is being dominated by five, you know, probably other than Pakistan, five out of the big six nations, isn't it? Well, Pakistan. No one in the, the semi final outside of those five teams since nineteen ninety six. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, sorry, Pakistan yeah, got to the final in ninety two, didn't they? And that was when it was a yeah. forty five over or whatever the different format was. Which is why you've got Ravi Shastri saying it should go back to 40 overs with one ball. I don't actually mind that. If they they chose to do that, that for me would be it It keeps it entertaining. It, it reduces that shitty middle bit that we now can't stand in one-day cricket. Although, mm. for me, those parts of this tournament have actually been the best parts of cricket as a cricket nerdy kind of bloke who wants to see Pat Cummings bowl 10 10 one over spells, who wants to see batters trying to get in and knock it around, who wants to see how people manage that middle spell, whether it be India, Rowett going mental and then Coley being able to accumulate in the middle, or whether it be the, the South African method, which is more bat, bat, just bat, 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 and then we're having 20 overs at the end where we've got seven or eight wickets we're in our T20 cricket. <laughs> and where we've yeah. got Class and Miller. And, and that's how yeah, we go. Yeah. That for me makes makes some parts of it quite interesting. Unfortunately, John like I agree with you. Not enough sides showed up on certain days, on given days. But for me, there's just it's been a it's been a piss all tournament for the, in the for the majority. Like you say, less than 
what, 20% of the games were even vaguely interesting. And one of those was interesting because the guy was ill that broke. I mean, let's 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 think of actually what are the two big talking points. What what could they be about? The fact that Mohamed Shami's come on and taken a shitload of wickets in six games, seven games. The fact that Virat Kohli's broken Tendulkar's record for fifty-one day hundred, or the fact that a Sri Lankan left-arm seam has come out and become the third leading wicket taker. No, what we're talking about at the end of a cricket World Cup is Angela Matthews' fucking helmet, and I don't mean the one in his box, and. The fact that the BCI may or may not have interfered in a pitch, yeah, that that for me it's uh, just it's a share of shit. I'm yeah. My biggest disappointment with this World Cup is that the BCCI got involved because I really like the Indian players. I wanted them to win that World Cup because I thought that they deserved as players to win it, irrespective of what happens. Well, they didn't because they didn't play well enough to win it. Yeah. Which well, is, yeah. is, I mean, I agree. I agree. I thought that I thought they were going to steamroll everybody. Like I've been yeah. saying that, haven't I, for you have, two or three yeah. weeks. I was like, India, I'm going to lose a game. India will not yeah. lose a game. India will not lose a game. Just on the, just to go back to the ball thing, I, it sounds. I, I can't remember who you said it. What? Um, Ravi Shastri. Robo Stock. Ravi Shastri. Oh, Ravi Shastri. Um, yeah. Steve Finn wrote quite an interesting article on the BBC as well, and he was saying about forty overs, one ball, uh, but having five fielders outside the ring after the eighth over, after the power plays, because it then, you know, if anybody wants to go and read the article, I'm not going to go through it now, but it's a, it's a really interesting take on it about bringing bowlers back into the game, bring a reverse swing, which is a genuine skill. You know, myself and you have never been blessed with the pace that Robbo has, but to, to be able to bowl extreme pace and bowl reverse swing is a skill. And we all keep talking about how it's become a batter's game and a batter's game. Why not give the bowlers a bit more of a chance? You know, we've seen it get interesting for for bowlers. Who was it? Um, Hazelwood who nicked off uh, Jadeja yesterday with a with a, a ball at reverse swing. Yeah, got one as well from around the wicket. It was yeah, in the middle like, of the give, give the lads a chance. Give the bowlers a chance. They're as much a part of this game as batters are. Yeah, it, we might see a few less sixes and fours being crushed either there and everywhere. But you know, it, the game's about all eleven blokes, not not just the top five or six. Mm. And um, three skills. So come on, batters, so, bowling. And catching. Crikey. Head's catch was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. Let's talk about the game now. Look, I loved it early in the tournament when the Aussies had lost two games. I was cock-a-hoot, wasn't I? I was oh, Aussies are shit. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that, yeah, that ended up going well. But to be fair to the Aussies, in that first time they played South Africa in the tournament, their fielding was absolutely shocking. And you hear a lot of people like Aaron Finch and Hayden and various other people, Shane Watson, talk about being able to measure the Aussies by their in, their intent in the field, how good were they in, in the first ten overs? And I almost think they've almost killed it in the first ten overs in the se- in the semi final and the final through their fielding within the ring. Like literally every single man to a tee, throwing themselves like running like headless chickens to stop these balls. You know, India could have been off to a, mu- a bigger flyer. Same with South Africa. You know, but the, the, the Aussies, uh, David Warner's about 705 years old and he's charging about and throwing himself full length. Like the commitment that they've shown, I think the Aussies, you know, not only with bat and ball, but their, their fielding has been a key part of their, their, their top quality play in the, the latter stages of the tournament. He, he has got them foam fingers on his hand, hasn't he? Like if you look when David Warner <laughs> fields, he's, course, got, yeah, he's got he them like... Apparently haven't the baseball, yeah. haven't yeah, he's got all my baseball mitts. Oh, I mean, fair play to him for throwing it. Because have you ever tried to throw a ball with a baseball mitt on? Tough. <laughs> it is tough. He pushes it. 
Shot put. Yeah, he just shot puts it. Good arm. He does have a funny throwing action. He does. That's what I was he does everything in a funny way. I've watched quite a humorous interview with uh, Mitchell Stark about David Warner on an A tour. He actually sounds like someone who'd be quite a good teammate and someone very good to go on tour with. But we probably yeah. can't discuss that. No, they. Uh, the the one thing Australia were very very good, and I like the way for me the game yesterday panned out the way that we. I think a lot of people thought a lot more of the games in the World Cup will go where it's the Jew comes in and does make the wicket better and it, it, they're a bit sticky to start by a bit sticky. I mean, they're, they're shit to start off with and then they get flatter. Everyone says Cummins was brave. I don't know. He just assessed the pitch. He assessed an atmosphere. He looked up, looked down and did what he was thought was best for his time to win the game. Slow, sticky pitch. We'll bowl first. We know the Jew is going to come in, make the pitch play better. You compare that to India. Rohit's come out and said he's a bad first. Okay. How did they win games? They got big scores, and when they didn't get as big as scores, you look at how the bowlers bowled. Well, he decided to completely change that. He opened the bowling with Mohamed Shami, who looked mm. the most out of control that he's looked so far. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. And then, he got a wicket early, though, didn't he? But yeah, but other he, than looked, that, he was going. And then, but for me, that was, and that clearly rattled him a little bit. Yeah, they got the three fairly quickish but then the spinners were as ineffective as you've seen them because of the Jew so I think mm. Rohit Sharma can stand there and say as much as he likes oh yeah we'd have batted first I don't think a single team batting first on that day would have won that game and and for me that's it's quite sad to think that the toss has had that much of an impact in that kind of game but but that's how conditions can change in India isn't it yeah. and, every, and everybody knows that mm. so I mean like we can't Pass over Travis Head's catch. I mean, what a catch. And that just goes back to, you know, I was saying about mm. the intent with the fielding. Um, Coley, Coley looked good. I thought, look, came out with positive intent, like, you know, getting right down the wicket, you know, even even to block balls. I, I thought he looked great for his 50. Carl Rahul's had a really good World Cup on the 66. Uh, Sharma got a few away early doors, but then obviously great catch by Travis Head. He, the person that I thought, obviously, Travis Head was amazing with the bat. But I thought, and I'm, I'm quite happy because I, I do kind of like this bloke. Um, I thought the way that Marnus came out and batted was incredible. Now, I know that the ball probably wasn't doing as much, but I just thought his intent, I mean, everything, whether he was blocking it or punching it up to mid-off, like nothing came out of anywhere but the centre of his bat. It just looked like he was on and he was going to really struggle to get him out. Well, he was Obviously, in on the sixth over, right? Yeah. He was in in the sixth mm. over, so the ball was still... Yeah, yeah, he was. 60, it was at 47 for three after 6.6 6 overs. Hmm. So in the seventh over then, technically. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, Steve Smith, karma. Um, <laughs> you know, the bloke the bloke who likes reviewing things almost as often as Shane Watson did, and on the one occasion that he's hitting him miles outside of stump, he doesn't. He just, you know, he shuffles around the crease so much, he just obviously thought, I'm banging front there and... It did look just decided dead. That was it. First off, when it, 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 it looked dead. Mm. But he just flexed his knee, didn't he? But then flexed it back again quite quickly, which probably kind of was where he thought, oh, you know, I don't know. Mm. I don't want to burn a review. I kind of feel like I'm a bit in front. But yeah, you know, fair play, Australia. Six-time winners. I think the most anybody else has won it is twice, I yep. think. So they're India. way out. Um, I think the West Indies win maybe twice years First and years two, ago. Yeah, so 
I think it's them. Obviously, Australia six, them two on two. We've won it the once. Pakistan the once. Sri Lanka the once. Remember? So, so yeah. But I mean, look, um, Pakistan have won it once as well. I, I said Pakistan in oh, yeah, '92, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, the the end of a uh, three and a half year campaign um, to, to see this World Cup through. But I, I I think the look a few exciting games, but I I, I think the the two semis and the final have almost in a way justified. 48 games of the other 45 games of cricket you know I, I think that he's he's got more exciting towards the back end the four best teams in the tournament slugging it out as Simon says whether you want to have a pop at the Indians or not it doesn't matter uh, it is what it is so yeah congratulations Australia um, on to a slightly more successful England side before we come back to do our Super Brew and World Cup teams um England, so obviously, you know, everybody will be aware by now that everything that we do, like the walk we did was, you know, for the Lord's Taverners, yes, and the Bob Willis Fund, but we do a lot in terms of the Lord's Taverners. England's learning disability team have now extended their series winning run unbeaten to 13 years, which is 13 years. That's a, that's a better record than the Australian women's side. Unbelievable. So they've yeah. been playing a tri-series out but with uh, Australia and South Africa in South Africa. Um, not lost a game. Like These lads are fantastic. Um, we know a couple of them. Alex Jervis, who's locally from from here, has, has played for a number of years. But yeah, they're, they're, they're unbelievable, aren't they, boys? And the most amazing thing is that in this series, two lads who have come from the Lord's Taverners Super Ones programme, you know, where they play in sports halls and it's about inclusion and this, that and the other, have progressed to get full England caps and have played vital roles in the in this latest tournament. So, I mean, I think, you know, for certainly myself, I'm incredibly proud to be involved with the Taverners anyway, but to see these stories and the Tabs have a direct involvement in that is absolutely wonderful. Totally agree. Yeah. I think it's just obviously it's why we support who we do and the fact like you say the two guys from the the super ones that have come through being included it's all the reason why I love the tabs is because they get people involved and I I mean the greatest achievement of the tabs isn't necessarily getting people to England level it's getting people involved in cricket and in sport but the fact that we've seen there that two guys that have come through the the systems and the and the, the events and the things that they do to now be, represent England, well, play play any sport at the highest level, do anything at the highest level is a hell of an achievement, and to think that the tabs have had a huge direct impact in that is makes it well, makes me really proud to be involved with them and and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, congratulations to those two guys and the the, the team, unbelievable effort. Yeah, huge. I think I think from my perspective the. The thing that I enjoyed the most about, obviously, massive congratulations to them, but how the the the, the taverners themselves rallied around and sent those messages, you know, yeah, Gower, yeah. Gat, Chris Cowdery, Hoggy, all of them creating those messages and sending them through to the team. And obviously, private messages, but again, they don't have to be doing this sort of stuff, you know. It's just sending that and going, you know, congratulations and 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 may you guys do well on you know in the final for the following day and. Yeah, I, I think from my perspective, it's just the the community that that you know the tabs have created and the support structure that they've got is second to none, in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the guests that we are trying to secure for the podcast moving forward is the head of disability cricket for the ECB, 
uh, Ian. So we will hopefully be talking to him about this amazing success, not only across the learning disability, uh, but the England deaf side and the physical disability sides in the next few weeks. You can find him Instagram, Twitter, he's at cricket on wheel. Right. Do we have the argument now and then do Super Brew or do we do yeah. the happy thing and then the argument? No. We're doing the argument now. Okay. <laughs> so Eugene was telling us off air that he is absolutely convinced that our sides are going to be wrong. Yep. So, right, I find this works better when we um, go, we all do our for number one, then number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, because then we can um, see each other's as we go. Okay. I think we're going to have the cool. same names, or we're going to change them slightly. So, should we do them in threes? Okay. Okay. Because we that might doesn't go... go into 11. No, it doesn't. But well, Eugene's <clears throat> picked 15. So, his does. Well, I picked 15 <laughs> only, only to show you which three you've selected are wrong. But that's, they'll give you 12, which is one too many. Yeah. I've got a 12th man. I've actually got 16 because that's how big I think the World Cup squad should have been. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've just, yeah. Followed, I've just followed the rules and gone for 11. So, cool. we're going to give, right. Three threes and then a two, our first choice 11. can see why you don't like the BCCI, you following the rules, you. Right. Eugene, one, two, three. I'm going Quinton de Kock, Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli. Ooh, okay. Simon. I'm going Quinton de Kock, Travis Head and Rachin Ravindra. Okay. I'm going Quinton de Kock, Rohit Sharma, Rachin Ravindra. So we've all got de Kock. Two have got Sharma, two have, you, got you Ravindra. two have got Ravindra, one one for Coley and one for... I, I, Coley is in my team. You have head. Yeah. You uh, have head. Ravindra's in my team. I bet you can't remember where any, but... <laughs> Not for a while. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Right. Who, who, were your other, who were your other top order? Who, who, who was in your thinking? Well, 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 but other people might be in... It, so this is let's oh. do four, five, oh, six. Okay. You see, because I've got Ratchin Ravindra, Daryl Mitchell, and Shreyas Iyer. Okay, Simon. I've got Virat, Virat Kohli, Daryl Mitchell, and Glenn Maxwell. I've got Virat Kohli, Heinrich Klaassen, and Glenn Maxwell. So I think Kohli's in. So far, we've got the Cock and Kohli, all three of us, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and other so nobody and Ratchin Ravindra. And Ratchin Ravindra. Oh, we've all got Ravindra, right? Okay, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. Okay. Seven eight nine. Eugene. Ravinda Dadeja. Gerald Kutsia. Ravinda Dadeja. Ravinda Dadeja. Yeah, yeah. Ravindra The left arm spinner that plays for India. Jadeja. Axel Patel. Yeah, exactly. Jadeja. Kutsia. And Madhushanka. Oof. Okay. I'll be honest. I, I've just taken. I've just had a rethink, and one of them has just been taken out. So I have got the J J J J J Pat Cummings, Mohammed Shami, Jadeja. For those who want it pronounced correctly, Stark, Shami, ten and eleven huge, Zampa and Shami, Robo, Bumra and Zampa. Zamra, uh, Zamra, fucking hell! There, there, there was I. That sounds like, like, is that like a Zamra, Zamra bumper. That sounds like an Indian vehicle. Zampa and Bumra. So we're not a million miles away, to be no. fair. But there are two players that I disagree with in your guys' squads that you both have. Okay. You have picked Glenn Maxwell. You scored yeah. four hundred runs, and two hundred of them came in one game. 
and a hundred. Where's the consistency? So where's All the right. consistency across the tournament? So okay, so uh, he didn't the second, play every game. So. No, he didn't. You're right, but yeah, I mean, and then playing golf, dangerous. And then you've picked Jasper Bumrah, who's taken twenty wickets in eleven games, compared right. to somebody like Gerald Kutsia, who's taken twenty yeah. wickets in eight games. Yeah, I I did have Kutsia in, but I took him out for comments. I didn't have Kurt here in because I think he's a gobby little prick. Because <laughs> he's good. And he's I, young I did, and he's no, going to no, be no, one for the future. I, 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 yeah. I, look, he's absolutely one for the future, but I think he's got a terrible attitude on the field. Yeah. yeah. I think he reminds me of you, Johnny. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> but, I would, I, but I would say the same about um, Siraj. I think during, during the game, he's an absolute weapon. Yeah. Like, you don't need to, you do not need to act like that. Like, you know, even one of the commentators was saying yesterday, like, he really needs to calm down. Like, just give it a rest, mate. Like, you're a decent enough bowler. You don't need to be an absolute tool as well. Yeah, yeah. Does sound like me, doesn't it? Yeah, identical. It's it's interesting that we didn't pick who was in the ICC 11, by the way, which is... Well, all the, all 11 Indians, was it? No, no. Under no. the BCT, I had a pick that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Rahul? Obviously. Yeah, it's interesting that we didn't pick him where he was part of the ICC. He's had a great World Cup. He has, yeah. I think what we, you know, what we were saying before about off-air, so just to go back to your point about why we've picked Maxwell and who was the other one? Obumra. I, I Bumra, think yeah. that the reason I went with those two is that I think they, you know, as we were saying off-air before, it's about a balanced, a balanced attack and a balanced mm-hmm. side. And I, I yes... Maxwell hasn't done it in every game, but I just think he is an X Factor player. Yeah. I mean, he's I think Aidan Lockham's unfortunate to miss out. He had a really, well, he had a brilliant start yeah. to the World Cup. That was yeah. one thing I was going to say. Like, you've you've obviously picked Classen. With me, started the World Cup ridiculously well. And this what would, like, it's almost been something what we said at the start of the tournament when we were going, this is a very long tournament. I almost didn't didn't pick Quinton de Kock. Because in the last three weeks of the tournament, he hadn't actually done a lot, which is also why, ironically, I, I didn't pick Sharma, but I have picked Travis Head because Travis Head came in what, six, seven games in, and mm. two hundreds. He's got 200s. more hundreds. He's got more hundreds than Sharma. Mm-hmm. And you stand and go, well, so I've, you would you pick him on that? If you're going on all the way through the tournament, I completely agree with what you said about the wickets and Curtis here. I was. For me, it, like Jono said, it's about can you pick a balanced attack, which was why I wanted to try and get in either Madishanka or Shaheen Shah Afridi, just because they've got that left arm option. But yeah, yeah. I, I just couldn't. The other thing is the two of them can't bat. And I, I was just like going, right, I need, I did have uh, Kutsir in batting at eight, but then Cummins, uh, I just think Cummins in the tight games when the when the wickets start to get a little bit buried, he he's a very clever bowler. He is the best bowler in the world, comfortably. Mm, yeah. Him and him and bowl so well in identifying what balls required when. You look at what, how he was bowling yesterday, and how he got the other guys to bowl. For me, I, I really like, and, and I've picked three bowlers that I think yeah they might not be the quickest bowlers in the world. They might not be that, but what they are is very they they've bowled they've been the smartest bowlers so far. I went for my bowling sack, I went three 
gun seamers to genuine spinners and Maxwell as you know if it is turning then he's another great option he's bowled very well hasn't and he? Janine, and then if someone if someone blind comes in then you've always got Ravindra to uh, chuck and, a few and Daryl Mitchell and and Daryl Mitchell yeah um, yeah Coley had a I bowl mean, he got a wicket Shah had a bowl so so here we go did you who, who's the who has the best um, average bowling wise in the tournament in the tournament Coley nope he's third Coley oh Sharma, is it? Sharma. It's Sharma. <laughs> so I don't know what you guys are talking about these random spinners for. We've got we've got the at the top of the order, the best spinners. Yeah. Deary, deary, mate. Yeah, the, right. the, old, the old team of all-rounders would look all right at this thing, wouldn't it? Oh, my word. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Only person that didn't um, have a bowl was Daryl Mitchell, I think, in my side, and Shreyas Iyer, actually, for that matter. No, oh, Mitchell did bowl in the tournament. Yeah. Did he? He did bowl. Yeah, finger yeah. wicket. Yeah, not and a lot. Only Shreyas oh, Iyer yeah. for me then, because I'm pretty sure he didn't bowl in that one game. No, he, he didn't. didn't. Yeah, no, everyone. He didn't. Yeah. yeah, there's only him and thing you want Rahul. Rahul. Listeners, what are your World Cup 11s? Um, please send them to us. You've got info at sloggingit.co.uk. You have at sloggingitpod on Instagram, at sloggingitpod on Twitter. I think we have a Facebook page. Yeah. Or you can get hold of us individually. Super bro, gentlemen. Now... Eugene, Eugene, yes. Eugene, Eugene. As the, the 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 winners, the names of the winners, we will publish these guys and the yellow caps on our social media platforms tomorrow. That can be a job for Robbo. Robbo's our social media whiz, um, but the social media has been quiet for about the last six months. Uh, Robbo's just been taking a hiatus from his job. So Eugene, in reverse order from three to one, who's in third have, place, please? We have in third place. Who has won himself a one hundred pound Woodstock voucher? Ian Mulesh, I think that's the way you pronounce it. M E L L U I S H. Mulesh. Mulesh. I'm going to say Mulesh. Mulesh. Cool. So well, Ian well, Ian, congratulations! Um, please get in touch across any of our platforms, uh, and we will be in touch about. We will get back to you about how to claim your prize. Yeah. Um, and second. Uh, well, there is no second. Oh. Not because. Oh. There is a tie for first place. So very, very tight at the top. But what we've decided to do is take first and second, add them together, and split it in half. Now, you say that, Huge. You say that we've decided to do that. I think that has been the historical way to deal with these kind of situations. So <laughs> oh, is it? The, we, yeah, we haven't just come up with Who that. Who scored that the most boundaries? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's county. No, no, there's no count back on, on Superbrew. But so James Pete. Was Jamie P was very close to the top at one stage, and Phil De Yaga. Phil De Yaga. He's been up there throughout Pete. most of it, hasn't he, Phil? He has. And, yeah. well, and, and Rooster, to be fair, for the last, the last few weeks. So, and the person yes. that dropped from the top was Fruit Bat, because I thought he had a shot at one stage. Oh, poor old Fruit Bat. Fourth yeah. in the end, I think, was he? Only two points behind, uh, yeah. Fifth, Tied yeah. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Now yes. the most the most Im- the most important thing about um, Super Brew was was bragging rights. Well, not really bragging rights, but you just don't want to come third, do you? Yeah, that was where I planned on coming. <laughs> Ooh, right. Okay. So, well, that's that's giving the game away, hasn't it? Eugene, you finished what thirteenth? I finished thirteenth. Correct. Yes. I think I was twenty third. Yes, you were. Robbo Which is a decent showing for me. And Robbo was? 31st. 31st. Yes. Well, well done, Eugene. 
I, I just um, have to say, well done, Australia. I was one of the four people that selected Australia in the final. Yeah, I thought you might have done that when we were saying it was tight at the top in the group the other day. Yeah, I'd have yeah, done that, so John, well done to one last Pardon? If I hadn't done that, I'd have gone past you. Well, you'd, but you didn't, did no, you? To be fair, if my uncle didn't have a dick, he'd be my auntie. So, yeah. sorry, Tim. <laughs> so, yes, congratulations again to all of our winners. We will be uh, reconfirming the yellow cap winners for each individual week, along with the, the top three places on our social media platforms. Then please do get in touch, and I will figure out the best way possible to run away and not actually have to provide any of those prizes. Right. Gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been it's been a slog, hasn't it? Pardon the pun. These last few weeks, 48 games in total, most of them absolutely dire, with a few interesting ones thrown in along the way. Congratulations to Australia. Just about managed to get it out without being sick. Who win the 50 over World Cup for the third, fifth, sixth, sixth time even. Unlucky to India. I don't mean that at all. And uh, yeah, we will be back. With normal episodes, uh, once a week, I think we're recording next week today, 27th, uh, for release later that week. Um, but thank you so much for your continued enjoyment of the Slogging It podcast across the World Cup dailies, and we very much look forward to your continued support as we move forward. For now, though, it's been an absolute pleasure. We bid you adieu. This is the long goodbye. Somebody tell me why The tournament was too fucking long (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network